0: From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKee Sport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the Executive Director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monnac area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Well, there are three basic needs that most human beings, I guess all human beings, have, and that's food. Clothing and shelter. And in McKeesport, there are hundreds of families and senior citizens who are benefiting from the shelter that uh, is provided and maintained for them by the McKeesport Housing Authority to explain to us a little bit about what the Housing Authority does and also tell you about some of the projects they have in the works. We've got Steve Bucklew this morning. He is the Executive Director of the Sport Housing Authority. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Jason. Thank you for taking some time to, to, to talk with us. Um, tell us a little bit about what. The Sport Housing Authority does.
1: Sure. Um, well, first of all, we were we were formed in 1937.
0: Okay. Uh, I thought it was around the authority. I thought it was around the World War II era, so it was actually before yes. World War II. Okay.
1: Yes. And and uh, so, or um, you know, we provide you know, two two basic programs. Uh, one is um, low income public housing where we own the buildings, and uh, t- you know, tenants rent from us in our in our units, and then the other program is the um, Housing Choice Voucher, or Section 8 program, it's better known as Section 8, Mm -hmm. where we subsidize um, tenants to live in private landlords' uh, units. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty popular program. They're allowed to, you know, once they get a voucher, they can move from... You know, unit to unit and community to community and state to state. So,
0: I, I think people probably have a lot of questions about that. I'm sure you get a lot of questions about that particular program. But before we go any further, um, sure. give us uh phone number and um, uh, contact information if people want to get in touch with you.
1: Sure. Uh, my number is 412 412- mm-hmm. 673 673- mm-hmm. 6942. Okay and I'm an extension one Oh two.
0: Okay. And, uh, you have a Facebook page, but I, I see like a lot of us, your, your website is, uh, closed for maintenance right now.
1: Correct. (laughs) Yes. It's, Close to being complete, but not not yet.
0: I, I know how that. I know just how well that goes. Steve Bucklew is executive director of the McKeesport Housing Authority. Uh, you can reach them at four one two six seven three six nine four two. Mister Bucklew is at extension one oh two. Approximately how many? I don't know how you measure it. Is it people or households? Uh, does MHA serve right now?
1: Well, we have uh, nine hundred apartments that we own. Okay, and probably half of those are for elderly, and half of them are for family units okay and then we subsidize another roughly 450 units through the housing choice voucher program okay and then we're also tied in with um a couple other entities that we sort of have joint ventures with uh, one is the mckee Board downtown housing mm-hmm. where there's 84 units and we subsidize 40 of those units so those are um that that building's owned by Action Housing.
0: Is that the former Y M C A on Sinclair Street?
1: Yes it is. Okay. Very very nice building. Mm-hmm. Did a really nice job renovating that with uh, low income housing tax credits and so those, you know, that's for um just a single room unit and uh yeah, it's pretty basic needs but it's a nice building for people that that need temporary shelter
0: well I want to ask you about that a little bit later on because that is becoming a, a, a thing uh, that I'm hearing this term called housing insecurity or or, or insecure housing where you know we, we know about homeless people who are completely living uh, on the streets but but some people are, are not quite there but they're they're what they call couch surfing they they're staying with a relative they're staying with a friend but they don't have any secure place to go I want to ask you about that a little bit later on okay sure
1: Tim? and I have, I have we have one other building that that um we're in a joint venture with it's Grandview Apartments it's okay a 26 unit building and that's under the section 202 program we manage it we do not own it uh, it's owned by Grandview Apartments Incorporated so
0: See, that's, go ahead I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt no, you.
1: that's basically okay. the, the uh, overview I mean we I, I could tell you too about the buildings we own uh, yes Crawford nice. Crawford Village there's 348 units those are Family units, but there's a lot of elderly that live in there as well, so a good percentage of elderly that live in Crawford Village. And then uh, Yester Square is a a brand new community. It's only a few years old. Uh, There's 68 units in there, and a good percentage of those are, um, I think there's 22 handicap accessible units.
0: And Yester Square is over towards the the east end of the city behind UPMC McKeesport Hospital. Am I correct about that? Yes. Okay, okay. Uh, Steve Bucklew is executive director of the McKeesport Housing Authority. They have a Facebook page, but uh, the best way to get in touch with them probably is uh, by calling 412 673 6942. Steve, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, where, where did you grow up and, and how did you decide to get into into housing as a career?
1: Um, I, I grew up in North Huntington um, from the Westbourne County area. And uh, my background I, I went to uh, college for accounting. Uh, I have a a bachelor's degree from Robert Morris University, and then a master's degree in uh, business administration from Point Park University. Okay. And I uh, originally started off with the Westmoreland County Housing Authority, and I worked there for 11 and a half years as as senior accountant. Okay. And they had a position open in uh, director of finance here at McKeesport um, Housing Authority, and I moved across the county border. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I'm not far away. I, I, you know, I, you know, I I grew up six, seven, eight miles away from McKees. You know, yeah, out of McKeesport, and um, my dad lived in McKeesport and uh, worked in McKeesport at the U.S. Steel plant, National Tube Works, and uh, so we had we have a lot of roots, and I have relatives that live in McKeesport, and uh, so yeah. Over the years, I've been here for over 20 years, and moved up from director. finance to uh deputy executive director and then executive director over 10 years ago so
0: well, well you must like something about the work then so what uh yeah, yeah. What, rental what properties yeah
1: yeah i i love you know dealing with um rental properties and and helping people out and find housing and uh it's it's interesting to d- do construction and and uh try to make the buildings more energy efficient um yeah that's that's uh, really interesting we we actually recently received a a um a grant we're in uh, partnership with the Indiana County Housing Authority to um, apply for a energy fellow uh, the u um, s Department of Housing and Urban Development is um, funding twelve fellows nationwide and we we're fortunate to, to be um, one of the recipients of uh, of that award and uh, he's working with us right now right right in the office right down the hall for uh, six weeks um, analyzing our utility bills and Looking at um, ways to make our buildings more efficient and save tax dollars and yeah. stretch them stretch them further because the budgets are just getting tighter and tighter each year. So, uh, it's you know it's it's a very interesting um, angle of just you know not just real estate but trying to trying to make them more efficient, and save save money. Uh, our, our utilities are about two million dollars a year.
0: So. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So so, so people it's, think it's, that their water bill or their light bill is is. Is high. Try thinking about a two million dollar a year uh, in utility bills, huh?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, you realize we have nine hundred, nine hundred apartments, right? And, and facilities and offices and what have you, and community rooms, and it's it's a lot of it's a lot of buildings. So if we can we can save energy, it's it's it's, um, it's a nice cost savings. Steve for, Bucklew is for us in the uh, you know
0: federal government. Steve Bucklew is um, Executive Director of the McKeesport Housing Authority. Uh, As Steve just mentioned, they uh, maintain 900 units, plus they uh, also uh, help people with housing vouchers in about 450 units in the city of McKeesport. You can call them at 412-673-6942. They also do have a Facebook page, and uh, they are working on getting their website rebuilt, as uh, so many of us are right now. Uh, Steve, um, as you mentioned, the Housing Authority, this is not a new thing. It started before World War II, so 1937 era. Do, do you still have? You don't still have any units that go back that far, correct? Oh yes,
1: we do. Do you really? <laughs> well, our our, our buildings, uh, Crawford Village and Harrison Village, were were built in the late um, 30s and early 40s. Oh, okay, and they're basically the you know, Most of the units are are still the same as they were back then. So they were they're pretty um, they're barracks style. Uh, Row house buildings and uh, yeah, they're they're basically um, our housing stock's fairly old housing stock. Okay, and and that's you know one of the challenges we face today is um, HUD wants us to make five percent of our units handicap accessible. Sure, and taking you know units that were built back in the late thirties and early forties and trying to make them. Wide enough for a wheelchair to, to to go through the doorways and and be able to turn a 60 inch radius inside of a bathroom and and kitchen. It's it's I mean it's extremely difficult. And what we found is to to be able to do that, we're basically a lot of times demolishing the building or. Uh, Partially demolishing a building and bumping out um, the footprint of sure. the building to, to make it accessible and it's it's costly it's it's an expensive uh, process but there's a great demand for for um, uh, accessible units as or population is aging.
0: And, and, and for people to go out and, and live independently and live on their own. Correct. Let's take, we have a quick 30-second break here. I don't know why I say it's quick. It's 30 seconds. Um, and when we come back, let's talk a little bit about um, accommodating uh, the changing needs. You mentioned energy efficiency. You've mentioned uh, handicapped ac- accessibility. Let's talk about some of the, the challenges of, of keeping that housing stock uh, reliable and safe and, and, and modern and also doing it, as you said, on a shrinking budget, Okay. Sure. Steve Bucklew is Executive Director of the McKeesport Housing Authority, and we're talking housing. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes. Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com and the Tube City Almanac, and we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. And we're back. Our guest this morning is Steve Bucklew from the McKeesport Housing Authority. 412-673-6942 uh, is their uh, uh, telephone number. Uh, they've got a website, but uh, Steve mentioned it is currently being fixed up, uh, mckha.org, once that website is up and running again. Uh, Steve, before we took the break, we talked about the fact that the, the Housing Authority, um, one way or another, you've got 900 units that you yourself, or you, you and the Housing Authority itself is managing, and I should probably ask you how many employees. You have, but you also have 450 uh, housing vouchers that uh, you are overseeing right now. How many folks work for the housing authority right now?
1: We have uh, we have 25 full time employees, okay, um, five part time employees, and then we have uh, 10 10 uh, Section 3 trainee employees, and, and the, the uh, Section 3 program is taking residents of uh, public housing or um, low income <coughs> residents of the city and giving them a um, you know, basically give them a, a, a job, training them how to become a, you know, some job skills. They get a full time yeah. job somewhere else. So, yeah, uh, it's pretty. You know, it's a pretty successful program. We've had we've had uh, a few employees get get jobs, uh, you know, with contractors and so forth. So, so it's it's sort of a mix of full time, part time, and and section three training.
0: Okay, uh, program. I, I, I don't want to get explicitly political. We don't do really politics on, on on this program, but I do want to ask you that we have a new administration in Washington and there have been some pretty serious cuts proposed to the to the budget for the US Department of Housing and Urban Development HUD, as everyone refers to it. What kind of a challenge does that pose to your authority and to the other? There's the Allegheny County Housing Authority and there's the City of Pittsburgh that has a housing authority as well. What kind of challenges is this posing to these housing authorities?
1: Well, our biggest challenge is trying to maintain the um the structures of these in these buildings they're they 're built in the, in the forties and fifties and and our we get two two sources of of money to to maintain our, our housing stock one is operations to pay the utilities pay the the, the staff and make minor repairs and, and so forth mm-hmm. and then the other part of money is capital funds to renovate the buildings and that pot has been shrinking, really, literally over the last ten years. It's not just recently. It's we used to get three point three million dollars a year to maintain our stock, and now we're getting one point three million. Well wow. It's just been a steady decrease, and that's our biggest challenge of trying to maintain, uh, you know, the, the capital repairs. And if you've got buildings built in the, in the '40s, it's just yeah. <laughs> the closets are tiny. I mean, they're just very tiny closets. Um,
0: well, people just, didn't have electric appliances in the, in the 1930s and 40s like we, like we do today. As you said, people were not in wheelchairs. They did not have, have to be handicapped accessible. Um, yeah, and, and just normal wear and tear. You know, those of us who have older houses, and my house was built uh, in the 1930s things break things uh you know the the wood dries out and cracks and bricks uh crack and need to be remortared, and roofs leak and all kinds of stuff
1: and they're they're not insulated you know the the older you know the, the buildings back in the 30s and 40s and 50s and they didn't, they didn't insulate the outside exteriors like new construction mm-hmm. today so it's you know more costly to heat and our buildings you know back in the 30s and 40s they didn't have central air conditioning mm-hmm. so uh so most of our units have window air conditioners, and uh, it's it's difficult. Uh, they, they don't meet today's standard of living that most people, you know, a lot of people are accustomed to, especially with new construction. So uh, it's it, it's difficult from that standpoint to, to just maintain the, the capital um, structure of the buildings and, and meet today's standard as far as, you know, let's face it, t- today people have more stuff. they got more clothes. Yeah, they sure. have more you know, uh, objects and uh, you know toys and things like that 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 you can't fit in these little tiny closets and um, just I think Americans are more used to to more square footage. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes, we are.
1: We are. It's just yeah. it's just a fact. So 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 these buildings that were that were constructed back in the '30s and '40s are really meant for just short-term temporary housing and they're just built for efficiency minimum uh standards and uh they're they're tight to 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 put a you know three or four person family sure. in, into a unit and
0: yeah uh, Steve Bucklow is executive director of the McKee Sport Housing Authority. You can reach them at 412-673-6942. They are on Facebook at McKee Sport Housing Authority and uh, their website is getting updated at mckha.org. Let's let's back up a little bit and talk about something very basic. What are the requirements for someone to live um, in a unit that's managed by McKeesport Sport Housing Authority? What are the the income requirements and the and the personal requirements?
1: Uh they, um they have to meet uh uh, uh, annual income standards, like for, uh, for one person, they have to have um, their maximum income cannot exceed $29,940. Mm-hmm. Uh, for two persons, it's $34,200. Uh, three people, it's $38,460. 4 persons, it's $42,720. And then it goes up to um, you know, $49,560 for six, six okay. people. Okay. And that's, that's at, a, at application. So mm-hmm. If they're over that income they can't they, can't, they can't get in but if if somebody is below that income when they apply so say somebody's making ten thousand dollars and they get in then their income jumps above those guidelines. They are allowed to stay in the unit under HUD regulation mm-hmm. but you know the tenants pay thirty percent of their income, so the, the more income they make, the more rent they have to pay to the to the housing authority
0: so that's something that I think sometimes sometimes people are not aware of that people are paying rent on, on their units. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Okay. 30%, whatever, whatever their income is, they're, they're paying 30%. Okay. Uh, they get
0: some,
1: they get some, some, um, minimal deductions, um, $480 for every child or dependent. That's just $480 per year off, off that income. And then if they're elderly or disabled, they get another $400. And then if they have excessive medical expenses that they're paying out of pocket, um, they can get a deduction for that. It's all, it's almost like doing your tax return. You get the, you, know, you get deductions yeah. for dependents and 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 excessive medical expenses. So,
0: and, and and there are I I don't know how to phrase this exactly, but there are um, performance or behavior uh, standards expected of, of tenants as well. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. What are those? Uh,
1: as far as um, you know, they have to pay their rent. If they don't, if they become delinquent, we vict, we evict them. Yeah. Uh, if there's um, any kind of criminal behavior uh... they're they're also evicted depending on what it is if it's if it's definitely if it's a felony they're they're being evicted uh... but um... it depends on on the level of of criminal offense um... but uh... yeah as far as they have you know they have to follow the standards just like any other normal lease with a private landlord yeah if if they're 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 um... you know causing a lot of disturbance for the neighbors they can be evicted with you know loud noise and you causing just causing any other disturbance or or um, not keeping their unit clean if, if there's housekeeping problems there's they can face eviction as well so it's uh it's much like any other person that would rent off a landlord i mean there are some some a little bit more lenient with with uh subsidized housing but uh it's pretty much the same as as any other tenant would face for the landlord.
0: They're, they're expected to, to uphold their end of the deal. And and the other thing is, and, and I may be wrong about this, but I often see um, recreational activities and stuff being organized and, and meetings and things being held at, at some of the different buildings that, that uh, the McKeesport Housing Authority operates. Is there a tenants council or a tenants association that, that gets together and, and works on problems like that?
1: Yeah, there's a there's a tenant council at, at each one of the communities: okay. uh, Crawford Village, Harrison Village, Keysport Towers, uh, Isra Manor, Steelview Manor. They all have their own tenant councils, and they have they have activities like bingo, and um, sometimes they organize trips and they go they go see different things. and And uh, as far as the family units, we have um, we have a partnership with the YMCA, and they provide uh, after-school um, programs, uh, They help with homework. Um, any kind of any kind of um, educational problems they're having, the YMCA helps uh, with uh, the children. And uh, so we have like basketball leagues. Yeah. We have there's Harrison Village has a baseball field down there, and and um,
0: uh, I often I often see people down there uh, on the baseball field, and I see uh, picnics and 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 uh, like you said, pick-up uh, ball games and stuff being organized. So so the tenants are getting involved as well. Correct. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean just last week they had uh Harrison Village had the past and present yep. um annual reunion and it's quite heavily attended. It goes for three days, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh and it's not just Harrison Village, there's churches the local churches mm-hmm. are involved in that event and, and it's it's not all based at Harrison Village but a lot of it you know, local churches are tied in as well. So it's 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 a big it's a big uh uh, event for for, uh, for the community every year.
0: Uh, Steve Bucklew is the Executive Director of the McKeesport Housing Authority. You can reach them at 412-673-6942. You can also find them on Facebook, and they are getting their website updated as well. We'll be back here in 30 seconds on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 88.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. At and we're back for a final few minutes. Our guest this morning is Steve Buckley. He is executive director of the McKeesport Housing Authority. That's what we're talking about is housing and about the services uh, that they provide to, to uh, well, more than 1,000 uh, families. 900 apartments, 450 uh, uh, housing voucher units in the city of McKeesport. You can call them at 412-673-6942. Steve, is there a waiting list to, to get into the Housing Authority right now? I know in, t- in, in the past sometimes there was.
1: You know what, and that's a good point uh it's ten years ago a lot of the housing authorities did not have very many- you know hardy at all um much of a waiting list at all and uh since i, I believe it's the the since two thousand and eight because of the mortgage crisis the mortgage meltdown where they were given mortgages to a lot of people yep. who couldn't afford it. That has um, really boosted, um, I think, all rental units' waiting lists—not just public housing, but all the way up to the to the higher income uh, rental unit units mm-hmm. as well. And uh, so we we have a a very strong waiting list on the um, the Section Eight program and the public housing program. Well over well over three hundred on on both. Um, Waiting list. the uh, The volatile program is actually the waiting list is closed because it's. you don't get very much turnover on mm-hmm. on the voucher program. Once people have vouchers, they they may not like a particular unit they're in, but they can just take their voucher and move across town. Or, it's
0: portable. It's movable, you
1: know, right? Yeah, or across you know to another state or whatever. So you don't have that many people that get off that program. Um, so like 250 people on a waiting list is going to take a long time, several you know many years to get to get through. So at some point um, they do fall off, and we you know some people on the waiting list find housing elsewhere so we probably only reopen our list every two years or three years right now it's closed okay. so, but the uh, public housing waiting list is also pretty pretty long uh, and uh, you know there's there's certain units that are available or it's, the list is not as, as long but uh, it's strong demand for both, for both programs
0: uh, let's let's talk about a sensitive topic, because I, I know if people are listening to this, that there's probably a questions that they have in their mind. I hear a lot about um, the housing vouchers, or as you referred to it, under the legal uh, section of the legal code, Section 8, um, and, and you hear a lot about that. What are some misconceptions that I think people have about Section 8? We talked before we took the second break there about there are behavior and performance standards expected of people who are in public housing, and, and that goes for this so-called Section 8 vouchers as well, correct?
1: That, that's correct, Jason. And I, I, thanks for bringing that up, because we check every single month, we check police reports. And if there's any kind of um, activity, any kind of criminal behavior, whatever, in, in any of our, our subsidized units, we follow up on that. And a lot of times the landlord may not report that to us, and the tenant obviously may not <laughs> want to cause yeah. the problem. But uh, so we, we monitor our, the police uh, all police reports throughout the uh, Keysport every month to make sure that if there's any kind of any kind of problems occurring in our, in our units, that uh, we we will take action and remove them from the program, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what 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 the activity is. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, probably the biggest misconception of uh, the Section 8 program we we get so many calls all the time saying hey there's you know this unit looks bad and the tenants are doing this and that and um, you know the grass is three feet high and there's garbage everywhere and and 95 out of 100 times it's not a Section 8 subsidized unit.
0: So not um, all rental housing falls under Section 8 or is someone who's using a housing voucher. There's a lot of rental housing out there that has nothing to do with the Section 8 program, is what you're saying. That's correct. Okay.
1: I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's so often that the, you know we get calls or the mayor, uh, Mayor Sarepko will get calls and complain about a unit and we look up the address and it's, it's not one of our subsidized units. It's just a private landlord running to a private tenant. So, it's uh you know, there's nothing we can do about it because um, we're not a party to the, to the to the contract we're not subsidizing it but you know there are cases sometimes that the tenant's supposed to be cutting the grass and they're not cutting it and we we inspect our units once a year and if we you know inspected it the last time in the winter and we don't come back to sure. next we won't, we won't you know, see the
0: high yeah, grass yeah it
1: could happen so when we get complaints uh we go out and look at it i just went out a few weeks ago and found a found a unit that you know got a complaint from the mayor and that it was it was our unit i was I was pretty upset about it and we we uh we took action on the landlord we suspended his his payment so if there's uh if they're if they're not maintaining the unit according to housing quality standards we we, we sub you know we uh suspend the payment to uh for the, for the rent subsidy. So in general... If that some, happens all the time, Jason.
0: If somebody's living in, in, in one of the neighborhoods, and I guess this applies to people who are not in the city of McKeesport and who are in Allegheny County Housing Authority or, or listeners who are in the city of Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh Housing Authority, if there's a, if somebody's living in a neighborhood and there's a rental property on their uh, block that is not being maintained, who, should they call the housing authority first or should they call the, the code enforcement or the mayor's office first?
1: Well, I... Uh well, that's a good question. I mean, I, th- I think I would call the code enforcement officer first, uh-huh. and and chances are they're going to call the housing authority if they think it's a, um, a subsidized unit. But like I said, most of the time, ninety five percent of the time, I, and I've been in this business for over thirty years, mm-hmm. it's not a Section Eight unit. Yeah. When, when there's a, when there's a problem uh, property in a neighborhood, not, because we we go out and inspect the units, and and then HUD sends out inspectors too to follow up to make sure we're you actually uh, inspecting them. Yeah. So I mean they don't they don't inspect every one of our units but they'll they'll do random sampling and so you know, there's there's definitely uh, checks and balances to um to make sure the properties are, are, are um being maintained. But you know, can it happen in between inspections that you have a problem? Sure, it does, and it does happen. You know, there's you, you go out and inspect the unit today and three months from now it's you know the grass is yeah. cut, there's there's repairs that need to be made and, and uh and there's times when we're doing special inspections if we get a report from a homeowner, you know, a, a neighbor or a the mayor or the yeah. code, local code enforcement officer. Or, uh, we, we go out and do the inspections. We find out if there's, if there's um, repairs that need to be made, we will make the landlord do it. And one, one more note on the Section 8 program is we make sure that the landlords are paying their real estate taxes, too, okay. and that they're paying any other any other uh, fee that's due the local government. They're getting a, a check for, for rent subsidy. They, they better be paying their taxes and and uh, fees as well. So,
0: Steve Bucklew is the executive director of the Sport Housing Authority. Steve, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us. Give us your phone number one more time if people have questions.
1: Sure, Jason. It's 412 four one two six seven three. 673 6942 Extension 102. Okay.
0: Thank you. Thank you again, Steve, and thank you all for listening to Radio 81 W E D O 1550 and 88.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio WMCK.fm and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now.